Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group, and we're really, really excited to be bringing our next episode of our podcast. We are having a chat, we're having an interview, we're having a bit of a moment of reflection and review, and also setting our uh, our sights in what the next one, two, three years could look like. And the uh, and the business owner we're interviewing in this podcast is Tom Harley from Aussie Plumbers and Gutters. Now, this interview was uh, had taken place about uh, twelve or so months ago, and I guess the uh, the importance and the uh, and the takeaways that Tom shares with us in this interview are uh, absolutely nuggets of gold. And he talks about what the uh, I guess what what the, the importance of what a structured sales process has meant for him. You know, and a, a phenomenal plumber and a phenomenal roof plumber, but how that became an unbelievable trait that he transferred into being an awesome business owner. He speaks about recruiting. He talks about what it takes to get up every day and ultimately, you know, make it a better day than it was yesterday. The motivation of, I guess, uh, you know, growing the business and, and growing, I guess, what we call quality of life. You know, the growth and revenue plans and the biggest learning in, in, in the 15 or so months at that stage that he was involved with Business Benchmark Group. And uh, I'm going to share this right now. It has been on the back of scalability that Tom and the family business has continued to grow. And we are so excited to, uh, to be presenting him in this next episode in our podcast series. I'm Stefan Kazakis, Business Benchmark Group. Enjoy. So, let's get started. Um, why don't you just tell us all a little bit of background in terms of you know where you come from, um, you know the, the history behind Aussie Plumbing and Gutters. Yep. Okay. So we're we're a family of plumbers. There's there's four boys and and dad. Um, I came across to Aussie Plumbing and Gutters probably about six years ago, and it was just dad and my little brother Andrew. Um, you know, I worked with them for a few years and kind of just, just at that pace, never really took it anywhere. And then, you know, it got to a point where it was just, I thought there's got to be kind of more to business than this. And that's kind of when I, um, you know, I reached out um, and, and you know, reached out for some help. So, we, yeah, what, what we do is we specialise in gutter replacement and roof restoration and stuff like that. Um, we used to do everything, but now kind of that's our, um, that's what we're good at. So that's kind of what we stick to. So. So family business. Yep. Um, by the sounds of it, you were well. I think you were telling me actually you were used to in the school holidays work with your dad. Yep, yep. So I started doing this yeah, with my dad probably from the age of about twelve. I'd go and help him for a bit of extra cash on the uh, school holidays. Me and all my brothers would. And um, yeah, so it's it's been a long journey. So I've been doing it for probably over twenty years. So I'm thirty one now. So it's been. So good. it's a proper a proper family business. Pro- proper second generation family business. Yeah. So you've been um, pottering along, so to speak. You've been working in your family business. Yep. Um, and then, typically speaking, there's always some sort of a, a crossroads. Something happens that, that means that people go, well, you know what, I'd, I'd, I'd like things to be different. So just, just talk us through where you were yeah, after uh, about 18 months ago. Yeah, okay, so 18 months ago, I was, as Damien just mentioned, probably 12, 14 hour days. I could string that along for a few weeks and I could think, oh, I've just absolutely smashed it, but it never kind of referred to the bank balance. Um, 
when it comes to lead flow. Um, back then I knew nothing about ideal target market or having different avenues of lead flow or anything like that. So um, I used to get leads come in, most of them were for the wrong type of thing. We never really targeted anything. So we're spending money, wasting money on marketing. I was working long hours. It was just a vicious cycle. And uh, to be honest, the quality of life really wasn't there. So I'd have something on on the weekend. I'd think, oh, but I've got a huge week of work the next week. I might have to miss out and stuff like that. So in the end, that's when I reached out. I, I reached out to a friend of mine, um, Adam, and I just went to him and I explained everything. And I said, look, this is what I'm doing. There has to be more to business. And he said, to put it briefly, he said, I'm going to put you in touch with a friend of mine, Dave Porter, who's been a long time um, client of, of the Benchmark Group. And I went and had a good couple of hours of meeting with him. I said, this, this and this. And he said, Tom, you are me five years ago. Um, here's a phone number, Stefan's mobile number. And um, I gave him a ring, like ring that night and kind of it all went from there, so, yeah. Beautiful. Mm. So that, that, that sounds to me, I'd describe that as being a fairly typical situation, as in you just, you just don't know what you don't know. Mm. Um, I can remember 28 years old, I set up a business and it was exactly the same thing. Didn't know what I didn't know and uh, worked my little ass off and um, yeah. didn't really get very well. Yeah, correct, like I was a, I was a good plumber. Um, but had no idea or even knew kind of what setting up and running a business was until I kind of started learning all the different um, aspects of it, so. Cool. Mm. So at the end of the day, simply put, I guess you'd sort of gone, there must be another way. Yeah. Um, and it's time to move forward in a different, in a different vein, so to speak. For sure. Cool. So 2016 um, seems like just yesterday. Yeah, uh, When right. you walked through our doors. Yeah. Um, what was it like back then? Yeah, so I just mentioned before, so I, I would be, I was doing everything from, I'd work probably all day, I'd do quotes after work, I'd go home from, I'd get back to my house, I'd a little desk I'd sit at, I would send the quotes, then I would invoice for the jobs we did that day, I would ring people that hadn't paid us, you know, it could be two months ago that owed us money, but I'd just check the accounting software, I didn't even know how to use properly, I had no payment terms in place. Um, I definitely hadn't educated the customer on how we like to be paid and stuff like that on completion. It was just a vicious circle. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. And, and so the vicious circle was um, not enough work, too much work, yeah, not back, enough too... Yeah, back, back then it was just, I had one avenue of lead flow, never enough work, you know, always trying to do the jobs faster than we should have, sometimes not delivering on the promise and, and all that, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so I, I seem to remember the first thing we really started working on, on you with was just really making sure that you had a, a, structured, a structured sales process. Yep. Um, and really making, so do you just want to talk us through you know, what, what you literally did to put some structure into that sales process? Well, the sales process, which I, well, I didn't have one when I came. So after one of the BOD sessions, we talked about a seven step four touch sales process. And literally that night, because I used to get excited about learning all that stuff because I'd never heard it before. I'm like, wow, what's this? I went home to the computer, spent an hour, and I wrote a one-page document um, on a sales process, and it was just what to say to the customer, when to follow them up, and it was very basic. Um, now our sales process is, it's over 10 pages long. It's constantly being altered week in, week out. It's from exactly what we say to the customer when the phone is answered, um, our reminder messages that we're coming out to quote, what we say when we get there, we have a checklist to make sure they know about the warranty of the materials. We add as much value as possible 
So it's no longer about price. We'd constantly get phone calls saying, oh, Tom was $1,000 more than the other competitor, but we like what they have to offer because we, we do offer and we do deliver on that, you know, that promise. Um, then it's from how we collect money. We've trained and educated our customers to pay us on the day. Um, and they pay us on the day. There's money coming in every day, which is great. Um, then we, we then the end of the process is customer feedback. We call and get a customer feedback and we have referral strategies in place that we, we aim to get, you know, a couple of referrals a week as well. So it's it's literally ten pages long. So Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And and what has what has that done to your head? As as in I'm gonna put some words into your mouth, but for me I, I always think it's very stressful when you uh, have no structure because it's just everything is, is, is floating around, there's no certainty, yeah. and, and it plays with your mind. And yeah. Then, and, and now with all that? As, oh, as now it's just everything is, is structured. Everyone know, like the, the girls in their office, they know at three o'clock if they haven't paid, they will get a phone call. Everything, absolutely everything to do with that process is documented and everyone knows what they're doing from the guys on site to pretty much from start to finish. So it just, it takes all the pressure off me. I'm in sales, I win the jobs and I hand it to operations and I know that operations is going to take it from there and deliver on the promise. So, yeah. Fantastic. Mm. Fantastic. So typically in any, in any business journey, um, and I hope you can all uh, relate to this, you can all pretend you don't relate to this if you want, um, there's always highs and lows. Uh, we always get asked um, how is business and apparently it's always amazing. That's the, uh, that's the answer I hear on a daily basis. And yet, when I look behind the scenes, sometimes it's less than amazing. Sometimes there are some moments where it doesn't quite work as well as you might like. So Tom, on, on his journey, um, really started getting his, his sales process nice and tight, actually got a sales process in place, which really um, started to produce some results fairly rapidly. Then, I think it was April, April last year, um, I got a phone call from Tom, um, and his, his only source of leads was through a website with a business I won't name, but yeah. for various reasons, um, overnight the website got shut down. Mm. So just talk us through, um, you know, how did you recover, what was, what yeah, was that yeah, like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, one day I went to click on the website and it wasn't there. Um, I rang, it was very confusing back then. I just used one company that's, that was shocking. They shut our website off and it was off for about three weeks and um, you know the quotes dried up along with the work and it went in a, a cycle like that. I went into the big, um, one of my sessions at BOD and I had a quick set, uh, conversation with Stefan and he said, Tom, you can't rely on one avenue of lead flow. Every good business should have 10 avenues. So literally the next day I just started racking my brain and I said, okay, well, my ideal target market is from 40 to 70 year old homeowners, how do I target them? So I said, okay, well, they still read the local paper. So two days later, I was in 28 local papers and the leads card that started coming straight back on. Then the website regenerated after about three weeks, but I didn't stop there. Um, we do a yellow envelope, which goes out to Melbourne, uh, a million homes in Melbourne Metro. We do a bit of Facebook, you know, certain age demographic. I actually now have um, the next four avenues ready to go but I'm actually turning off um, lead flow because we get actually way too many quality leads coming through. I'm booked out for quoting up to three to four weeks, literally to get me out to quote and, and to get us on site. So yeah, so but, but lead flow is, is under control now, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
music to my ears. And also like a real, a real blessing in disguise, actually, because out of adversity, often what, what does happen is that it forces you to actually go and um, you know, come up with solutions and really um, take your business to the next level. Yeah, so for sure. So it sounds to me then that, that in, in our language, you really nailed lead flow. Yep. Um, in about six months, you really had a very structured sales process. Yep. Um, and the leads were coming in, and then they went into a structured sales process. Um, then inevitably comes one of the next headaches in business, if you will, which is how do you actually uh, handle handle that level of growth? Yeah. Um, because often what, what happens is people don't hire quickly enough. You bring in this, this wave of work, then you get consumed in actually dealing with the work, and then you go back to you know not, not having enough work because you haven't spent the time on it. Yeah. But what you managed to do, um, was was very impressive actually, just in terms of how quickly you you hired and, and how you went about that. So I'm I'm just curious to hear more about how that process worked for you. Yeah. Okay. So everything like another BOD session was on recruiting and and that. The, the, the difference between a good and a bad employee was about 10 to 15 grand. So my mindset changed and I wasn't looking for the cheapest or, you know, so I, I, I learned a, re, a recruiting process through you guys, um, very strict. Um, we used to have a high turnover of apprentices and stuff like that over the years. So now it is, as a full screening, second and uh, first and second interview, do their references properly and stuff like that. It's actually, that process is in the office now. So I actually am no longer involved in that. The girls in the office, um, they go through the resumes, they screen, and and they and they do that. So, and what I what I do is sit in on the the second round interviews, and um, we can hire like that. So, hiring hiring A grading staff, A grade staff for us now is quite easy. So, and you said 15 staff. We're actually on the May one to be 18. Um, we constantly advertise for staff. We don't try and look for staff when we need them. 365 days a year, we have two to three ads on seek, and we're constantly shortlisting resumes because you can never find good employees when you want them. We know we're gonna need guys in two months time. We start flicking through some shortlisted resumes. We start interviewing. If they already have jobs, we say, but do you work for this person where you're gonna get this much opportunity? And we reel off our company and they say, okay, you know, let's do it, we'll come on board. So we constantly poaching as well, so. Mm. Yeah, that's that's incredible because um, yeah. without without that, quite obviously you would have been in uh, you know in, in real trouble, a mm. victim of your own yeah. your own success. So, motivation, personal motivation. Um, for me, it's always a it's always a challenge because we're you know we're human beings, um, and at the end of the day, are we always going to be you know at, at our best in in terms of motivations? And and you know I think if anyone tries to say to you that they're one hundred percent all the time. That would be a little bit of an untruth. So, how, how have you managed to um, keep yourself going? Um, I guess it's easy. It's more easy for me to be motivated now because I know exactly where I'm going and, and what I'm doing. So I say, well, in 12 months I'm going to be here. These are the steps I've got to put in place to get there. So it's not like I just get complacent and say, okay, we've doubled in growth let's just cruise here for the next six months. I say, well, now in the next two years, we want to double again. Um, so this is what I've got to do to get there. So it's very structured and it gives me the motivation to say, well, um, this is what I've got to do. And in the end, we spoke about, uh, I heard um, Joe speaking before about not spending you know, that much time with his family during the week. That's a massive family, it's a massive thing for me. So um, three years from now, I want to be at the point with the business where I can step back, it runs itself, I'm not gonna just go and 
go on holidays, but I can step back and you know spend time with the family and my loved ones and stuff like that. So that's what I'm aiming towards. So beautiful. Yeah. Um, your growth, mate, has, has been genuinely uh, you know impressive. And 33% of our, our client base do grow at 100%. You're definitely in the you know in in the top end in terms of uh, growth. Yeah. So. What's your recipe for success? Um, it's just pretty much when we nailed all three circles of business, lead flow, workflow, cash flow. Leads come in, come into the sales process. It's now, it's a seamless handover from sales to operations. Um, we used to have a few hiccups on the way now. So once we get the sale operations, we do a good job and we get referrals, we collect the money and it's just, it's a circle and the three circles and in the middle is, is what we all want and we strive for, which is, is the net profit, which is, it's, you know, we're kind of starting to get there now, which is good. Cool. Yeah, in a big way. Now, the, um, another little sort of interesting moment, because again, these, these interesting moments, you know, challenging and, and joyous, I think, come around regularly in business, <coughs> the emotional highs and lows. Um, so prior to Christmas, you were, you were, you know, going along beautifully. Um, then I think it was around January time, got a phone call from you, um, and you basically had 11 callbacks in a week. Mm. Not good. No. Um, not the best. However, when you're growing rapidly like that, these, these things are going to occur. So, so wh- what did you do to rectify that one? Well, that, that was a huge shock because coming up to Christmas, we are actually punching, I think we did three 200k months, and we're thinking this is great. We're getting huge amounts, we're collecting huge amounts of customer feedback. At the end of last year, because we're expanding so quick, uh, my brother and partner Andy, we pulled him off the jobs into operations and then also my dad retired. It left a hole there which we kind of didn't know was there. And we've come through into January, we're still turning over as many jobs but I suppose we didn't allocate exact team leaders and stuff like that. And we got we were getting the callbacks which was just a huge shock because they came out of nowhere but we just kind of went into meltdown. I come into your office kind of pulling my hair out. And then we talked through it. So what I did do, I've got a a software management um, that runs the business. So what we did was we structured from start to finish of every job exactly what had to be done from the way we speak to the customer when we get to the door, the way we check for leaks, the way we even sweep up and check for nails on the driveway. And that went into our management software and every job has to be checked off. And if everything's checked off at the end of the job, the job's done perfectly. Two weeks later, the callback stopped. We still get the odd one, which is which is normal for what we do. But yeah, in a couple of weeks, we just completely solved that. So that was good. Beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. You seem to be good at solving these issues. Mm. Um, what's your biggest learning? 15, 15 months. What would what what would be your you know the highlight in in terms of what you've learned? Um, Learn heaps. Um, the biggest learning would definitely be, I mean, especially on the topic of scalability, would be it has to be on systems and processes. Everything in your business needs a system or a process. Um, literally everything. We actually have a manual that's constantly being worked on in operations, sales, every, every part. Everything needs to be documented because when you get to the point that you're going to start hiring more people, you can't just get these people on and just expect them to know what to do. So from the way the job's done, and we get a new guy on site, we say, sit down, this is the manual, this is how you do this. We get someone in you know, customer service sales, this is how you say, this is our extreme follow-up system, this is what you do. So 
when you're bringing more people on, it's no longer pulling your hair out. How do I train this person? I'm thinking off the top of my head. That's what it was like at the start. Now it's just, it's seamless. Um, that's why we have the potential to grow quickly um, because everything's kind of, you know, in those systems and processes, so. Yep. Yeah, it's been very impressive how yep. you've actually embraced that yep. because um, we've got an expression, I'd rather be bored and rich versus excitable and broke. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of people seem to uh, kind of err in favour of the bright, shiny object and uh, resisting the uh, glorious dullness of a magnificent process yeah. and structure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah. fair play yeah. to you, mate, because you, you really have embraced that. Um, your biggest achievement, and, and this, this for me is a... Uh, yeah, I'll be quiet. Your biggest achievement in the last 16 months. Yeah, so definitely for us, uh, gratitude is a huge word for me and my partner, Andy. Um, Dad has pretty much done everything for us our whole life. He's trained us to be who we are. We're pretty much like we're all best mates and we owe him a lot. So mine and Andrew's first goal was to look after Dad. Um, and you as well, Mum, but my, she works with my brother, other brother, so Rob will do that for you, okay? Um, <laughs> okay, well, we, we'll, take, we'll do one each. She works in my brother's business. So for Dad, it was about setting Dad up for life. Um, it was not about personal goals, anything like that. It was about what do we have to do, how do we have to get there to, to do this for Dad? So the end of last year, I, I pulled Dad at our work break up at the races. I said, Dad, come here. I said, you know, you no longer have a job next year. And he's like, what do you mean? I said... You no longer have your job, um, you're retired at full pay, you know, for the next 10 years or however you want it. We want him to have a great retirement. And for me and Andy, that was, that was definitely our biggest achievement because we, we felt like we, we owed him everything for everything we've got now. So we've set him up and now, you know, we're kind of moving on to, and when I say paying, so we pay him a good salary, um, but that's not leaving us short. We're at the stage now where we can give him 80 grand a year and still be very profitable for the business. So yeah, it's a, it's a great decision and we're very proud of that, so. What's the biggest change you've made um, to yourself or your business? Yeah, that, that one's easy. The biggest change is just going from, like we talked about procrastination and all that. I used to kind of do this and then go, okay, I'll, I'll do this now. Oh, I'll, I'll ring this person. There needs to be structure. You have to turn yourself into a machine. Um, my days are completely structured, so it's quotes from 7.30 till 12. Um, I go to the gym for 45 minutes and I come back to the office. The girls have, you know, 15 minutes to ask me any questions they have about anything, but after that they know the next hour is me sending quotes off and any follow-up calls that I have in my CRM that would, would alert me. And then I might have an hour for maybe I've got a salesman starting on May 1. I've been doing it maybe an hour a day where I just, I'm starting to set up his processes, getting it out of my head in sales from what I say to the customer into the manual so when he comes along, I can hand him the manual. So everything has to be structured. And with that, it means, as we talked about before, seven till one, ain't, nah, it's probably seven till five of my hours, but there's a lot of flexibility. Um, there's no more late nights. If I need a day off or a week off or three weeks off, that's all there. <laughs> so you use the word a machine. And, yeah, yeah. And this is also like a, an, a very interesting point, I think, is that a business is always a reflection of, of the business owner. Um, and if the business owner is all over the place, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do, the business will be all over the place as well. And I think it's just very interesting that, that you're um, reflecting that back. And you know, one, one of your biggest things has been your own personal level of organisation. Because if you're not a machine, how can you expect your business to be one? Mm. Um, right. 
What, what, what advice do you have for other small business owners who are struggling or looking to reach the next level? Mm. Yep. Yeah, um, what advice do I have? Uh, I would just say if you are, um, if you are, if you were like me when you, you think that you're the best person for every job, oh no, I have, I have to do this or I have to do that. No, you can't, you couldn't do that like I did. I had to break the back of that, that kind of thinking that way. And I've actually hired people who are better than me at doing the work on site, uh, better than me than invoicing, pretty much, but I just keep doing that. So I've pretty much done that for everything. So just, yeah, just kind of set, set everything up in place and hire people that are better than you and focus your time on a higher hourly rate, um, you know, thing for the business. So instead of invoicing or doing follow-up calls, concentrate on what's going to make you the more money and hire people to do the the stuff, you know, the more medial tasks, I guess. For sure, yep. That'd be decent advice. a game changer, yeah. So, in the context of uh, business and life, I, I would say you're definitely uh, nearer the beginning versus the end. Yep. Um, I certainly believe that you can keep on growing at 100% or for more. Sure. Certainly yeah, definitely. For, certainly for several more years, um, because the joy of being a small business is that there's always plenty of room for growth and yep. plenty of room for explosive growth. And um, what I find interesting ab about working with younger people, because now I'm middle-aged, I've got to fess up to my own lack of youth <laughs> and admit that some people are younger than me these days, is, is that the mindset is, is not polluted. Um, you know, you've, you, you, you genuinely believe that anything is possible, and as a result, um, the results follow. So I'm curious where you think you'll be in, let's say, two years from now. Um, I've no doubt we'll, we'll be there because where we got to now it seems easy to kind of reach the next stage. So I, I would say where we will be, we'll probably be maybe a touch over double turnover and um, probably 35 staff, something around there. We want to break into Sydney and some other, so I'd say in probably just over 12 months we'll start breaking into you know, other states and stuff like that. So yeah, for sure. Oh, it's pretty, I can see that. We're gonna, definitely going to get there. And then we can work on the next phase after that. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your top three tips for business owners that are at, at a crossroads in their business? Um, top three, uh, scalability. I would say, so, look, my number one tip would definitely be about systems and the processes then. Like, you, you have to start implementing them now because when you go to grow you're just going to have that many growing pains you're going to just start pulling your hair out start putting everything in place start your manual and then when that time comes you know sort your marketing out get all the three circles of the business going and when it's time to grow it, you, you know you'll do it quite easily um, actually number two is definitely customers are number one um, and they have to be always number one so whatever you're selling or providing or whatever service you're giving them you have to go over and above expectations and just smash it out of the park and just over deliver on the promise and then what comes in turn, in turn with that is referrals. Um, so for, for existence, for us, um, we're, we aim for two referrals a week and our average dollar sale is $5,000. So if we get two of them a week times 48, that's 480,000 just from over delivering and putting good referral strategies in place, and it's that easy. So with scaling, customer's number one. Um, and I would say, 
Did you say two or three? No. Nah, <laughs> nah. uh, number three, look, and just obviously number, number three is just, you can tell by me that I was the good plumber. Um, I needed that outside help and I got the partnership with Business Benchmark Group. So if you're needing that extra help, you can't do it on your own. For me, it's been, it's really changed my life a bit. Um, quality of life has just gone through the roof. Um, hours are down and just, just in general, just health, I guess. So if you, if you do need help, just, you know, put your hand up because the, le the longer you leave it, the longer you'll regret it. I wish I had done it five years ago, but you know, I'm wrapped, I started 12 months ago. But Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group and uh, a, a great interview and well done Damien Churden, our uh, senior strategist and, and uh, e amazing coach extraordinaire here at Business Benchmark Group. A phenomenal interview with Tom Harley who uh, at, at, at recent times has amalgamated his business and a, and a, and a, and a further business uh, that was part of the family business stable and are now called Harley and Sons and are doing a phenomenal job out there in the uh, in, in the metro Melbourne world of uh, roofing and guttering and uh, an amazing job. I guess um, one of the things I, I really uh, I take out of Tom's sharing and it's it happens more and more than than, than most people would think in our uh, privileged position here of being um, I guess coaches mentors and leaders of, of future leaders is the the importance of um, as, as as Tom shared the the number three tip always put your hand up and reach out for help there's no such thing that you need to know everything, but there's such a thing that's called curiosity and being really clear that by reaching out for help, the only thing that's going to come your way will be exactly that. You know, most of the owners that we work with, most of the leaders that we work with, most of the business owners that we work with, not many of them have really been in a position of desperate, I've got no idea, I'm in trouble sort of help. They've all reached out at the point of crossroad that was always about growth and, and strategy and tactical approach as to how to do it better. And our responsibility is not to so much, you know, force feed how to do it better, but ensure that you ultimately build the muscle, the muscle that's called strategic, critical thinking. And the more of that we do, the more hour of power we have within our week, which is a designated time in our default diary and the actual result is it happens one hour of power each week just really addressing where are my obstacles where are my risks where are my opportunities and how do I ensure that I never ever ever get in the way of what is progress and or a learning ultimately success in my business and for my family and for my team and their families you know reach out and get help so at business benchmark group we are so committed to not only helping and guiding and mentoring and riding the bumps as if they were ours and in fairness, we are growing our own business as well. So we have a constant improvement mindset. We have a teamwork approach in terms of what we do and how we do it. And we have an ethos for what we say and what we do is exactly the same. The integrity for the congruency for what it is that you say and what you do and how your words and your actions are so similar is critical to your ongoing success. So in the next several weeks, in the next uh, coming month, we have a of a brand new Board of Directors 12 program. We're really excited to be building momentum with what is our uh, jewel in the crown, the brand new Board of Directors 12 program. It's running sheet. It's just phenomenal. 
So that's commencing in uh, in September, and we look forward to again just uh, building momentum with that and the business owners and and their journeys going forward. We have an M five hundred event um, scheduled for the nineteenth of September, and that's going to be focused on mindset, belief, accountability, and identity. And if you package all that into one sentence, it's called attitude and uh, we're going to be interviewing a, a phenomenal business owner who less than a year ago entered our spaces and has gone on to double his turnover and triple his profit Matthew Adams from MotoSign it's just a remarkable story of a man that's so humble and feet on the ground yet so committed and tenacious with the opportunity that he's realizing we are so looking forward to that and our business breakthrough workshops we have a, a series of them over the next several weeks and uh, reach out let's um, let's get engaged let's get some conversations Let's get some uh, momentum for you and your business rolling in the right direction. I'm Stefan Kazakis, Business Benchmark Group, where every small business owner can achieve big business success. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 039001. 0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.